Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Hey there, boys and girls. You know what time it is. You know where you are. This is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, I'm going to talk about how to perfectly time the next market crash. And I know this is a topic you all are just dying to find out because, after all, let's go ahead and sit on the sidelines. Let's just kind of chill out. Things are crazy right now. Let's make sure we don't buy anything. Let's not get anything under contract because, after all, we know the market's going to crash. I can feel it. Let's just stay poor in the meantime. And by poor, I mean not financially free, not out of the rat race, not making passive income, not sitting down in the Florida Keys, looking out the window at 8 o'clock in the morning at the palm trees, going to the beach today, was out in the jet ski this weekend, not enjoying any of that because, after all, we got to wait to time the market. we got to wait till we get to the bottom of the market so that we can get the best deal. Now, I bet the name of this episode, for some of you, caught your attention. And that's what we call a hook, boys and girls. That's a hook. How to perfectly time the, the market crash is what's going on right now. So how do I know where to find the hooks? Am I just that super smart or do I do a little bit of research? Well, the answer is I do a little bit of research. Everybody wants to know when this magical day is going to happen. So when you think about that, think about who else around you wants to know when this is going to happen. How many sellers do you think right now are sitting there at the kitchen table wondering, man, should I sell this thing now? Because if the market crashes, then what the hell am I going to do? I don't think I can, I'm going to live long enough to see another market cycle, or maybe I don't want to wait out another market cycle, or if I have to go one more day talking to these crappy tenants, I'm going to probably go to jail. Think about all the things that are going on behind the scenes that you can't see. Think about all the opportunities that I guarantee are getting done right underneath your nose. How do I know this? Well, I know this because it's happened to me. It's happening to me. The person that, that I was describing sitting on their duff and doing nothing has been me several times in my life. Even so much as this week. So we've got buyer's agents that work for us on our real estate team in the Tampa Bay area. Speaking of which, if you're in the market to buy uh, either residential real estate you want to move into or investment property, then reach out to me. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. Get on my calendar. Let's talk about getting you pre-approved or uh, getting you on the right track so that you can buy cash flowing assets. Because I think what you're going to find out in this, in this episode is there's a hell of a lot of opportunity. Case in point, in talking with one of my buyer's agents this week, I was talking to her about the market update because let's be honest, I'm down in the keys goofing off, enjoying my retirement, doing my thing, right? But I'm still looking to acquire property. Now I will say I got a little lazy, hadn't really been paying attention to what's going on. And a little duplex turnkey just renovated had just sold underneath my nose for 90 grand. And that's on the MLS guys, 90 grand for a little duplex. It was renting, I think for, well, the last time it was rented before they did the renovation, I think it was renting for 750. I know in that market, I could get 950 to a thousand a month per door with a $90,000 acquisition cost. Yeah, that dog hunts. I'm all for that. I'd take that in a heartbeat right off the MLS, right underneath your noses. But you know what? Like you, I wasn't paying attention. I was sleeping at the switch. I was thinking to myself, well, I'll just wait a little bit longer or I'm going to go kiteboarding or something today instead of paying attention to finding opportunity. So I let this one slide. My bad. Understand I'm not going to make that problem, that mistake again. So now we've put systems in place, which for me means leaning on my buyer's lead just to say, hey guys, come on. You know, I'm a buyer. Let's go. Let's go. We, how do we let this slip, slip by us? So now our team are doing daily market updates in the Tampa Bay area, which means every time something changes on the MLS or we see properties come in from wholesalers or whatever, we're going to be looking at these opportunities. We're going to be paying attention to when they go under contract, when they don't go under contract, how long have they been in the market? These are things that I want to monitor. And I'm here to tell you, if you believe the bullshit advice about there's no deals on the MLS, I got news for you. There's a lot of opportunity in the MLS. Are they deals? No, they're not deals until you create the deal. There is never going to be a property that you're going to see somebody advertising, whether it be on a bandit sign or uh, on the MLS or on Craigslist that is a deal as presented. I'm here to tell you, unless maybe you just don't know anything about how to make a deal. And then if that's the case, you go to howtomakedeals.com 
my little website there where I give you a free course on how to figure out if the property is a deal or not, how to do real estate math. That's howtomakedeals.com. Get over there and take it. If you have already taken it, great. Now go apply it. So let me ask you why finding the bottom of the market even matters to you. If you think that at the when the bottom market bottoms out that you're going to suddenly fall into all these great deals because everybody's in a panic, I got news for you. Here's the deal. When the market reaches the bottom, you're not going to know it until it starts to trend back up again, when it falls into recovery. And at the end of the day, what does it matter what the market does? What really matters is how motivated is the seller? Why do they want to sell? How much do they actually need to get out of the property? How much equity are we talking about? Why in the world would they ever accept a pile of cash? You know, cash, that worthless stuff that sometimes you find on the floor of the men's room, you know, or out in public and all the germs infested dirty cash. Why would you want dirty, nasty germ COVID-19 infested cash when I can give you monthly payments by direct deposit for the, for the rest of your life? Why would you possibly, why would you ever want to get rid of a property and sell it so low because you're taking cash? Because nobody pays full price and cash at the same time. That just doesn't work, Mr. Seller. You guys should take notes. That was a great negotiating little tactic. So I want to ask you, who lied to you by saying that the best time to buy is at the bottom of the market? Because that's probably some of the worst advice you could ever, ever, ever hear. If your real estate guru is saying, wait till it, just wait for it, wait for it. Lots of, buy now, buy now. And as soon as the market crashes, that tells you they have no experience in this, in this space. None whatsoever. No clue what they're doing because you cannot time a market cycle. You cannot predict the bottom of a market. As I said a minute ago, the only way you can tell a market has crashed is when it's in recovery because now you have a data point to look at. Guys, the best time to buy is when the numbers make sense. And that's because you're dealing with a motivated seller or a seller that does not understand the potential in their own asset. Here's an example of that. Maybe somebody bought a property, a duplex, to live in one side and have their mother-in-law live on the other side. For them, they have a certain idea of what value is, but they're not looking at it as an income property. Maybe they paid, I don't know, $70,000 for it, and for them, they've owned it for a couple of years, and they think that it's appreciated by twenty grand. Okay, cool. So now you have a two-unit property that has a potential to bring in two grand a month, and they think that the market value is somewhere around ninety thousand. Well, if that's the case, I'm certainly not going to argue with them, would I? That'd be kind of dumb. Instead, I'm going to have a good conversation with them. I'm going to build rapport. I'm going to see how I can, if I can arrange some terms with them because I wouldn't want to give them a suitcase of dirty cash because we know at the end of the day, all they're going to do is blow through that cash, and if they don't do it, the government's printing cash by the minute, billions, guys or trillions, I think, at this point, of dollars are getting printed. Every time the government, the Fed, prints money, your dollars, the dollars in your wallet become worth less money. So when you're talking to that seller, and if, by the way, if they mention market crash, then you go ahead and keep talking about it. The idea, the time to talk about a market crash is when the public perception is, is that it's crashing. And right now, nobody knows what the hell's going on. If you look at Wall Street, one day, Wall Street is setting records, record highs. The next day, you'd think Black Monday is coming again. The problem is, is that the stock market is controlled by emotion. That's a fact. It's controlled by public opinion. And most importantly, and most terrifyingly, it's controlled by the media. That's what drives the market cycle in the stock market. That's why the, emo the stock market is an emotional game. Now, some of you that are stock people may disagree with me, but I'm here to tell you, if I print a one-liner in the Wall Street Journal, I can crash the market overnight. If somebody tweets the wrong thing or we have an issue somewhere in the news cycle that terrifies people, hashtag coronavirus, hashtag anything involving civil unrest, this terrifies the markets and then the markets react. Why do they react? Because that's emotion. That makes stock market investing emotional. And I hate to tell you, if you think that real estate investing isn't emotional, I got news for you. The, the people that tell me stock market or real estate market investing is not emotional, I ask them if that's the case, why are you trying to time the bottom of the market? Because your your brain, that gray matter between your ears, is giving you the impression that you're gonna get some sort of a good deal. That's a dopamine hit, it gets you excited. 
So you sit, sit on your thumbs doing nothing, waiting for the market to crash. And then you realize that, oops, it crashed a couple months ago. And now the bank stopped lending because we're in another financial crisis. So the time to buy, guys, is the time where you can sit down in front of someone, have a good conversation. If you absolutely must deal with a listed property, be get, get real good at talking to the brokers so you could sit down and have a conversation with them and their seller. And in some cases, you have to understand that the one of the reasons that we focus on pay attention to listed properties, although I've told you guys otherwise, sometimes I, I avoid dealing with realtors because the realtors have no idea what the hell they're doing 90% of the time when it comes to working with investors. That's a fact, guys. That's not even a, a dig at realtors after for all, I am one. It's just reality. They simply don't know what they're doing. It's kind of like a podiatrist is not qualified to perform open heart surgery because a podiatrist deals with the feet and the heart is not near the feet unless you're into yoga. And that's a whole other story for a different day. We tend to let popular opinion drive how we do business. We convert what should be a business transaction into an emotional one. So instead of worrying about public opinion or what people think the market's going to do or trying to, to get your crystal ball out and forecast the future, how about instead we focus on finding opportunities, which really for me is that's code for how to find people to talk to. I bet that very few people in your market right now know what your buying criteria is. I bet if you went in a room, I bet if you went to your own real estate meeting that you probably go to every week religiously, I bet that if you sat in those circles, that the people in that room probably do not know each other's buying criteria. I bet you don't know anybody else's buying criteria in the room, and I bet they don't know yours. And what that means is that not enough people know that you're even in the market to buy. And frankly, maybe you're not in the market to buy, which is you should be asking yourself, why are you not in the market to buy? What are you waiting for? Oh, that's right. You're waiting for the bottom of the market. Again, you're not going to find it, which means you're waiting for nothing, which actually means you're wasting your time, which means you're going to be stuck in a crappy job, punching the clock, wondering why, how many more payments you have in that engineering degree for that job you hate. And you're never going to escape the rat race. You know why? Because the government's not going to let you. Social Security will not put you into retirement. It'll put you into bankruptcy if you try to rely on it, but it will definitely not put you into, into retirement. There's no such thing as Social Security anymore. If you're my age and that's 50, you're not going to see Social Security. I hate to tell you, it's just not going to be there. And anyway, who the hell would want to live on that little bit of money anyway? I bet that the people with IRAs in your market do not know that you offer a service that will help them supercharge their retirement plans by teaming up with you. I must say it again. I bet that the people with IRAs in your market don't know you offer a service that will help them supercharge their retirement plans by teaming up with you. Now, think about that for a second. You're probably thinking, hell, I didn't know I offered that service. Well, you probably don't, but maybe you should. Maybe you should learn, read a little book called The Self-Directed IRA Handbook written by Matt Sorensen and understand and learn about self-directed IRAs. Then teach people that have retirement accounts, 401ks or whatever. Maybe they left the job. Maybe they can do an in-service transfer. Maybe they can roll their money into a self-directed IRA and you'll be the cool person that will help them but give them the name of three IRA companies, self-directed IRA administrators, and a list of their fees and some sort of a cool little chart. And you provide that information to them free of charge in exchange for their contact details, phone number, email, whatever it may be, mailing address. You're giving them value. And guess what? Once they get that transaction taken care of, they roll that retirement account into something they can actually control what they invest in hashtag self-directed IRA, who are they going to think is a rock star? Oh, you know, Timmy turned me on to Advanta IRA. Timmy's a great guy. Man, that was awesome. And then I met Larissa over at Advanta IRA, and she helped me roll that, that lazy money, that 401k that was sitting there doing nothing into a self-directed IRA. And now I can pick what I want to invest in. And I've always wanted to invest in real estate. The problem is I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, I bet you that Timmy guy, he knows what he's doing. Let me call Timmy and see if he's got any, any ideas. Hey, Timmy, do you have any properties that or any... Deals coming up that you might need some investment help with? Because I'd sure like to learn and maybe we could team up and do it together. You can't sit there, boys and girls, and tell me this doesn't happen because I'm here to tell you. I'm living proof. This happens all the time. 
all the time. I, on a regular basis, have more capital looking for a place to invest than we do things to invest in. Now, granted, that does change from time to time. People move on. People go get caught up in a flip. They, they give their money to somebody playing roulette with their money. That, you know, because people get impatient. They think they need to get rich overnight and they can't wait for a great opportunity that makes sense. Speaking of which, if you're one of those people that has lazy money, if you have a 401k and you need help rolling it over to a self-directed IRA, get on my calendar. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. Grab a 15-minute time slot. Be happy to talk you through the process. I can introduce you to a couple IRA companies that will help you. See how I did that? Now, some of you that have 401ks, maybe you lost the job, you're leaving the job, you retired from the government, whatever, you got a thrift savings plan. Some of you can take me up on that. And then we're going to have a great conversation. I'm going to give you tons of value, so much so that you're going to think, damn, what can I do for Tyler? And Tyler's going to say, nothing, we're good. I just want to make sure you're squared away. And then I'm going to teach you some stuff like how to actually make profitable deals, how to negotiate. And I'm going to do all that for free. I'm going to pour value into you. And then it's going to seem shockingly obvious that you should. Where else would you want to invest your money than with cash flow guys with Tyler and Jill? Because our deals kick ass. Nothing's perfect. I make mistakes, but we do deals that make sense. We do deals that match the criteria of our investors and we help people supercharge their retirement plans. See how that just worked? I just sold some of you. My appointment book is going to fill up this week with more folks that actually want to have a retirement plan because of the words I just said. And here's the new, here's the good news, boys and girls. You guys can do the same thing. Every one of you can do what I just did. What if you focused on income minus expenses equals cash flow and then took that information to a seller's table so they too could see how deals are done? Guys, if you want to learn how to raise capital, you go to privatemoneycrashcourse.com. You whack the button, you shell out 50 bucks, and you'll learn how to raise private capital. If you want to learn how to make a deal, you go to howtomakedeals.com. You whack that button, you put in your email address, and off you go. I think I've even got it set up now. You can just click sign me up on Facebook and zippity blam. Understand this, discussing the market when talking to a seller only makes sense when a crash is obvious. Otherwise, avoid that conversation. I'll catch up with you next week. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.